What's up, guys? Welcome into a brand new episode of Chargers Weekly. Day 12 is in the books. We got a jam-packed show. Interviews from this past week include Jeremy Fowler, ESPN, Adam Kaplan, and actor, host, and super fan Jerry O'Connell. But we're going to start with NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, National Insider. Ian, it's always a big deal when you're a camp man. How's your training camp tour been? Uh, It's a big deal for me, honestly, to be at a camp. I mean, it has been everything I had hoped. And it's not just, you know, the ability to come out here. And, you know, I got to meet Brandon Staley for the first time. Yeah. Um, That is something that last year was just not possible. You know, I got to meet Ronaldo Hill for the first time. Um, These are, like, important as far as just me understanding what a team is trying to do, how they get from where they were last year to this year, and just just knowing what it's going to be like and being able to come out, watch practice. I thought practice day looks really good. Um, it's it's so much better than last year, and I'm incredibly thankful that the world has changed at least just enough to get me out on the training camp fields. Exactly, and it's it's one of those things for you too. Like you've observed this team from afar throughout this off season, and so many changes for the coaching staff. Yeah. Obviously, Justin Herbert in year two. You got Derwin coming back and. Pairing him with Joey Bosa. Um, your thoughts on the charges and kind of how things shook out for them this offseason and then coming here, being able to talk to some of these people. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to imagine the Chargers having a better offseason, and it's really incredible. So, like, let's say, take the Chargers now, right? They got a first-year head coach who everybody is expecting really big things from. And, you know, I mean, around the league, his reputation it happened really fast, um, and he's young. Everyone knows that. But just as far as a football guy – Everyone could not speak more highly of him. So that's, you know, a coach that's kind of ready. Yeah, when did you start to hear his name? Because, you know, I think when he went to the Rams, people were like, oh, Brandon Staley. That's an interesting hire, right? Number one defense uh, in the league. I had, honestly, I'd barely heard of him. I mean, I knew who he was. Yeah, yeah. But when he got, like, I, I actually, I got a tip. It was like, it was like a weird time. I forget when it was, when the, the Rams hired him. And I think it, I broke it when they were actually at dinner with him when he was being hired by the Rams, and I had to look him up. Yeah. Like, is this the guy? Oh, I think he was in Denver. Like, He was in Chicago. He was only in the league yeah, for a couple of years. Right. And um, so for me, you asked about when I knew. Um, last year, about November, I had never spoken to him, um, but I knew that he was going to be a head coach candidate. So I actually reached out to him when he was with the Rams, and I was like, we've never met. Can we talk? Because I'm going to have people asking about you and I'm going to have to talk about you on TV in December and I don't know anything about you. Yeah. So we like talked for probably, you know, 45 minutes. I think he was uh, in the supermarket buying food to go get a barbecue, start a barbecue and grill with his family. Uh, And just to get an idea for like how he values teaching and learning and how collaborative he is and how smart he is and like just to understand him. And I'm sure he thought I was crazy in November, but like. You could already feel the buzz then. Like he was a he was a pretty hot candidate. It all happened so quick. Yeah. And then you know, you look at the situation he's placed into with Justin Herbert in his second season. Um were you surprised by the way Justin played last year, being kind of thrust into action in week two, and then also just how the season ended and now kind of this slow build of hype coming into this upcoming season. I think expectations have kind of been set by such an amazing rookie season. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, it's it's good news, bad news, right? Because the expectations are incredibly high, but they really should be because now it's going to be, you know, it's a complicated offense he's learning and 
working on a new system is hard. So if he doesn't hit the ground running, it'll be okay. But it's all because of what he did last year, right? I mean, he you know had the kind of rookie year that any team dreams of having that you know either quarterback have that kind of year, uh, and all that is fine. But I've never seen anything like the team. Not just him, but the entire team finding out that he was going to be their starting quarterback while the ball was being placed on the tee against the Chiefs. I've never seen anything like that. In the that. very first game at SoFi for the Chargers. Right. <laughs> and he walks out there having gotten no reps, with no preparation, and was an absolute baller. I think led them down, if I remember correctly, led them down for a touchdown drive. Eight play, 79 yard right. drive. And I'm like, and at that point, we didn't really know what had happened to Tyrod. So I was kind of like, did they spring a secret on all of it? But like, it was amazing. And I will never forget that because, you know, I see all the time, and I'm sure you guys see it too, a really good player who practices well, who has great tools, has great athleticism, and they get out onto the big stage and it looks different. You know, it's like Nick Saban would always say, you don't know anything about a player until the lights come on. Well, the lights were very much on then, and Herbert was amazing, and... It was all incredible. So, like, everything he did last year, to me, pales in comparison to how even-keeled he was, and it wasn't too big for him in what had to be the most challenging moment of his career. This year, you know, you see the return of Derwin James. We just had him mic'd up this weekend, and it just the energy gets cranked up around him. He just he brings this infectiousness to all three phases of the team. In league circles, it's like you haven't seen him much the past two years, yeah. but how is he valued in terms of like a hundred percent Derwin James? How game changing can he be, and and how do people around the league value him? Yeah, I mean, let's let's assume, knock on wood, that he is healthy. If that is the case, and first of all, he sounds like he's been as explosive this camp as he was as he's been ever yeah. since he's been on the field. So that is really good. Um, he is a rock star. I mean, he is the kind of guy, you know, and he's a he's a safety, and we don't spend a lot of time talking about safeties. We really don't. I mean, unless it's Jamal Adams and his contract situation, like, we in the media don't spend like, hey, let's break down the safety position. Derwin is a little different because he's one of those guys, you know, sort of like Aaron Donald, um, where it almost doesn't matter what position he plays. He's like positionless. He's like positionless, right. Like his status among the upper echelon of defensive players is entrenched, even though the sample size is so small because he's so dynamic and disruptive. Um, I was talking to Staley just a couple minutes ago. I'm like, where's Durbin going to play? He's like, everywhere. Where isn't he going to play? Everywhere, (laughs) yeah, which is incredible. And that's a real weapon. If he stays healthy, you know, you're looking at defensive player of the year kind of talent. I know you're busy. I'll get you out of here on this. Um, the AFC, the landscape of the AFC, not just the West. We know the Chiefs are the team to beat right now. Uh, but as you look at Buffalo, Baltimore, Cleveland, um, you know, you can, you can make the case for a, a bunch of teams, really. Where do you see the Chargers kind of fitting into that pecking order? Can they challenge KC? Can they snag one of those yeah. wild card spots this upcoming season? I don't see why not. I mean, talent-wise, like if – you know, if you think about the the way the Chargers are set up, and I'm not saying they're going to go win 12 games this year. I think it's actually possible, but I'm not saying they're definitely going to. But look at what look at the foundation. You got a franchise quarterback. You got a left tackle who has played zero snaps. I get it, but should be very good. And you know, you can. I mean, you know, like you could search your life for a quarterback, and then the rest of your life for a left tackle. There's been times when the Chargers have not had one, and it has been tough. Um, you got that. You got some really key pieces. You got one of the best passers in the NFL. 
one of the best defensive chess pieces, an offensive line that's completely rebuilt, a running back in Austin Eckler who I don't know what he's going to look like, but in my head I see Kamara, right, especially in this offense. So, like, that's a lot. That's a lot of good things. Stay healthy. Like, I do think this team should be able to compete with the Chiefs. I really do. Staying healthy. That's been the biggest thing with this team. Just a a few years ago, 12 wins – uh, Darwin James had a lot to do with that in his rookie Same year. So w- when you have Joey, Darwin, hopefully Kenneth Murray, Drew Tranquil, all these pieces on defense, and if Justin can just equal or be close to what he was sure. last year uh, with that new offensive line, it could be interesting. Ian Rappaport, man, it's it's always fun to see you on TV. It's, it's better to see you in person. I appreciate you stopping by. It's better to be in person. Thank <laughs> yes. you for having me. You got it. All right, here at Chargers Weekly, we've had the biggest names in football, players, Hall of Famers, analysts, writers, broadcasters. We've elevated our game a little bit to actors. Big time. Big time. Co-host The Talk. Big time. Jerry O'Connell, Chargers fan. What's up, buddy? I um, I became a Chargers fan when I moved to Los Angeles in 2000. In 2000. Uh, the Chargers were the only... NFL team in the Southern California area at the time. And uh, I became a season ticket holder and uh, loved doing the drive, loved going down. Um, Even made it through Raiders games when the Raiders (laughs) came down, even lived to tell the tale. Were you able to get there? I was able to get there and I survived (laughs) the walk to my seats. Um, But uh, yeah, I've been a Chargers fan. Oh man! So two thousand—that was like the breeze. Oh man, it was breeze for a little bit, but then Philip Rivers came in. I was uh, I was there for the whole LT era. I was there at that nightmarish game. We're not even going to talk about it. Um, When really nobody knew who the Patriots were. Yeah, we're not going to talk. They were. I know, but I was at that game. Um, And uh, I uh, I have since gotten married, had children. being able to drive down to San Diego and take an entire Sunday off away from my wife and kids was not really allowed that much anymore in my household. So, uh, but I've always followed on television and I can, I mean, you can call me bandwagon. I don't think I've been as excited as I am this season. I mean, we all get excited every preseason and, you know, uh, Austin Eckler last season was a breakout star the season before, so we knew things were going to happen with him. Unfortunately, he got injured. But I, I, I can say it's not only with me. I'd say optimism is in sixth gear at this point if you're a Chargers fan. Well, there's no question. We we, we got the stadium. You got SoFi Stadium. You, you got the new uniforms. Uh, you got a quarterback in Justin Herbert. Let me, can I ask you something? Yeah. Bigger arm. Frank Cushman or Justin Herbert? <laughs> for those for those who are young, uh, I played Frank Cushman, who was uh, the fictitious quarterback in Jerry Maguire, who went number one in the draft. That's right. Um, and it's funny. My character was either he was either going to San Diego or the Broncos, and his whole thing was like, if you I'll stuck surf, with Jerry. I'll either surf or ski. If I had stuck with Jerry Maguire, I would have been a Charger. Um, yeah, it's really funny how that happened. Um, uh uh, Justin Herbert has a big arm. I do want to say also, um, I don't know if uh, all of us play Madden, but uh, Herbert having, I think, the ninth strongest arm in the league, that's what that's how Madden uh, sort of ranked him. 
I think is a bunch of BS, actually. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. There are a couple of stronger arms in the league, I think, but Justin is right up there. Justin's like top Possible, three, top five. Top three, top five, definitely. The small top silver three lining possible. with Ed Jerry is that they have that adjusting, like week to week adjusting. And I think uh, our social team did a great job. When, when Justin threw that pass to T. Billy last week, that may have woken them up a little bit. Um, I just hope that the Madden representatives are able to come to a Bolts practice here and see what we're seeing and adjust uh, arm strength accordingly. More humility, Frank Cushman or Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert. <laughs> he really is. Um, I, I, I think a lot of our excitement, too, is um, uh, him as a, as a quarterback, yeah. as a leader. Um, you know, I think it has a lot to do, too, with the coaching staff. You know, um, I, 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 uh, I don't want any smoke with anyone listening to the podcast, but, um, you know, defensively the last few seasons maybe we could have picked it up just a touch more um and uh i think with our new coaching staff i think there's a lot of optimism there as well have you met coach Staley yet i have not i'm i think it's very about to happen right? very excited too i mean listen i got vaccinated for the sole purpose of meeting coach Staley. that is why i <laughs> Went through not only the first dose, but the second dose, which is a real humdinger. I had to and wait the two weeks. and, and I waited the two weeks, night. and now I'm ready to shake hands. <laughs> I'm ready to do it. Um, it's, uh, it's a really exciting time. I still have not been to SoFi Stadium. Well, that's going to change. I am a SoFi virgin. I hope that was not offensive to anyone, but I <laughs> have not been there. It will be my first time this Sunday for FanFest will be my first time inside of SoFi Stadium. I'm so excited. You, you mentioned Madden. It's like Madden. It looks like a game of Madden <laughs> right. when you walk in. It doesn't look real. So You know what's funny is being a Chargers fan right now, it's almost like being a part of the future. Like, you know, walking into SoFi, That's right. young players, young quarterbacks. It's, um, I feel like it's the future of the NFL. Fantasy football. I feel like when we walk into SoFi, we're walking into a spaceship and we're going to get shot into space it's because possible. we're part of the future. Richard Branson has nothing on Chargers fans. You never know what could happen. I mean, we, who, who's, we have, who's the other one? The guy from Amazon. Bezos. Bezos has nothing on Chargers fans. <laughs> we're going to space. We're getting in that SoFi spaceship and we're shooting out there. We're, we're going to win the Super Bowl and we're going to go to space. A um, lot of talk of the Super Bowl. I tend to be a little more... I, I, I don't like to speak so grandly. Um... I, uh, you know, I'll be happy with a deep run into the playoffs, you know. AFC West is, who, I it's mean, who would have thought that that division would be as crazy as it is? It's, um, it's, um, it's, it's, there's one, one hurdle in particular that is the toughest hurdle, I think. Yeah, they're in the Midwest. In the league. And, um, I think the rivalry of tomorrow um, is going to be the Chargers and the Chiefs, you know? I, it's so funny. I mean, back in my day, you know, driving down to San Diego, I know we don't like to say the SD word, but, you know, that was our um, – that's that's where I became a Chargers fan is um, it was all about the Chargers and the Raiders. It really was. It was just about that rivalry and just watching 
watching Raiders scores on the scoreboard, and if they went down, like the whole stadium erupting and being like, it's "Wait, what's best. going on? We're in the we're in the we're in the middle of the first and second quarters," and just looking up and seeing that somebody scored on the Raiders. It was just such a fun rivalry. But um, I have a feeling that this upcoming season, um, Chiefs Chargers going to be a real rivalry. I think that's um, two young quarterbacks. That's like the next decade plus going at it. I think. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of entertainment out of those two. I really hope, and I know, you know, you've said this a million times, but I really, I pray that we stay healthy this season. I think, uh, I think if we, uh, if we stay healthy, we can run with the best of the best. You, you mentioned the defense, though, like not having Derwin James out there the last two years. Um, it, it's, um, I, I am... Look, I play a lot of fantasy football. My fantasy teams are s- stacked with Chargers players. Last season, I did okay, you know. Um, Who was on the squad? Uh, well, of course, uh, Justin was my quarterback, so I did really well. There was one game, uh, oh gosh, was it against the Rams that uh, uh, I just got a th- I just got three points out of him. Um, it may have been the Patriots game. Oh, it was Patriots the Patriots game, game yeah. right. Um it's all right. Uh, but um, more than made up for it throughout. The year. You know, I was hurting a touch in uh, in my my, my first pick uh, in all my leagues. All seven of them was Austin Eckler. Uh, he was going eleventh a lot uh, last season in the first round, and I was you know with the third pick. Jerry is taking Austin Eckler. A lot of people were um, making fun of me. Um, it turned out not to work out for me, but. Uh, um, he got hurt. Hoping he stays healthy this season, and uh, and we're going to have a great season. We really are. I feel confident in not only picking up, um, I mean, of course, the Keenan Allens. I'm going to pick up Mike Williams. I might even start both of them. Um, but I feel very confident in picking up. Get ready for this. Um, here's a hot take: uh, Chargers defense this season. I think they're. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play them every I week. I don't even as know well. how hot that is of a take, Jerry. I think that. I think that if they stay healthy. That's a top five fantasy defense. You're talking about getting interceptions, sacks with Bosa. Um, they're going to get after the football. Asante Samuel Jr. I mean, there's a lot of dudes on this defense. Um, sat with uh, sat with Asante Samuel's family in the stands today for practice. That Did was a lot nice. of fun. Yeah, proudly looking on uh, down at their son playing. I asked them if he had any signs or anything that he gives them during the game, and they went, "Nope, he's in the zone. He you he calls go. it he calls it the zone." And that's why I'm not a professional football player is because I'd be waving to my family the entire game. What do you think? I'm being like, can you believe I'm here? What for like someone, Mom! Like, someone like you though, who's like, you're an actor. You, you got to be in the zone for, for performances. How, how do you <laughs> think the, what do you think the parallels are between a there's professional no, athlete and an actor? There's no comparison. Is, there's none? The, the pressures are way higher in, uh, I mean, just fans are, uh, sports fans are crazy, you know? Um yeah. Chargers fans, I have to say, are we're we're a pretty mild mannered, at least from what I can tell from having been a former season ticket holder and going to games. We're we're a classy bunch of people. We um, we love good weather. We're laid back. We're sort of like the yacht rock of fans, man. We just like go <laughs> out there, rock. like to have a good time. <laughs> and when the times are good, we love to enjoy the uh, the spoils and the riches of uh, having a winning football team and. When they're bad, you know, we're a little bummed, but we we know the good times are ahead. I, I, we are the Yacht Rock of we, NFL fans, <laughs> as opposed to other fan bases, which choose aggression. Yeah. 
We, we don't choose aggression. We here. don't choose aggression, man. Being a Chargers fan, it's just, you know how it it's is. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's a, it's a vibe. vibe. It's a vibe. It's all about flip flops, yacht rock, <laughs> sipping uh, a yacht sipping uh, low carb beer, and just chilling. Nothing wrong with it, and it's low carb beer would be available at SoFi Stadium. <laughs> You know, uh, low carb beer will not be available. It will be. It will be no, available. Will be. Uh, I will. I will say this. I do want to say, coming to the practice today, so much fun being around people and fans again. It's Isn't something it? I have not experienced in two seasons. Uh, none of us have experienced it. Really fun to get that vibe going again. People, you know, just um, fan bases, just cheering. You know, it's um, it's exciting that everybody's coming back. I see the bolts on too, Polo. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I work for um, a show on CBS called The Talk. Oh, yeah. And the second I got that job there, which was pretty recent, only about a couple weeks ago, uh, the first thing I did was walk into CBS's offices and I said, I'm a Chargers fan. And um, CBS had been exclusively airing another local team's games. Um, so I was so happy that the, the year I came to CBS, they started exclusively airing Chargers games, and uh, I said, I'm a Chargers fan. Um, I want to be involved. Let me know how I can help. And they said, okay, here's a camera crew. Let's go talk to some fans. And I got to come to practice. This is my first practice of any NFL team, uh, any uh, Chargers practice. Are you having a good time? You know, it does feel good. It feels like you get insight. You know, I mean, I listen to the podcast. I listen to... Um, not to talk about other podcasts, I listen to other Chargers podcasts as well. Um, you can talk about them. I don't um, uh, we all love we all love the podcast community. You know, I listen to. I got to give a shout out to Locked On. You know, um, it, I um, shout out to Locked On. Those um, guys are good guys. Uh, I, I um, it's good to come here and see. It's also fun to come here and see the players IRL. You know, I mean. I just unfroze my 24-hour fit, fitness membership uh, seeing these guys out here. Um, they're huge. I mean, it really is like seeing your heroes. You know, yeah, they're just right. big people. And I'm going to, you know, get out the old perfect push-up um, machine from my closet. I'm going to... Six-minute abs. Next time you see me, I'm going to be jacked. <laughs> I, I'm going to go get a Metrex bar on the way home. Maybe I throw in a Tiger's Milk and... Uh, I'm going to be jacked next, next time you see me. No, it's um, it's just fun to see the people I play every weekend as well and all of my fantasy lineups. It's fun to see, you know, Austin, you know, trying to find creases in in real life. It's um, it's exciting to be here. And again, real feeling of optimism about this team. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things where we, we get to training camp and you're watching practices and we know the real games aren't here yet, but you're right. Like just seeing Austin run through creases here, yeah, it, it gives you it gives you just that that um, little. You know what? Also, um, you get uh, a little more insight coming to practice. You know, uh, seeing Coach Lombardi here. I mean, you know, it's not only an honor because he's such an accomplished coach, but also the legacy <laughs> that he represents. You know, it's um, it's um, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be a Chargers fan. There's no question about going it. Going to space. We're going to space. Richard Branson. <laughs> We're winning the bowl. Jeff going Bezos. To space. Everybody else is going down and we're going up. I have to ask you a personal question for myself. I, you have twin girls. Yes. I'm having twin girls next month. Wow. I need just 
one piece of advice you can give me because they're they're due around Mahomes, Herbert, Kansas City week. Wow, 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 wow. Well, first of all, you're going to be probably, hopefully, in a hospital or delivery room watching on your phone um, the the, uh, game. Um, Any piece of advice? Uh, This is going to be a little dark, this piece of advice, as the father of twins. But... um, it's so tough having twins because it's so much work, you know? It's crazy. I mean, having a baby is crazy. Having two at the same time is... You can't even describe how crazy it is. Try and try and stay married, like, the first three years. It's <laughs> good. It's good. Because there's going to be a lot of times where it's gonna be tough. you and your spouse are going to be like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. <laughs> you think I want this? I didn't want this either. I'm out of here. Like... I, I I can't even deal with you. I'm gone. And if you can I'm going just, to the game. Uh, I'm going to the game. <laughs> this is it. The two arms of the future of the NFL. You're making me miss this. Um, just try and try and stay together because it does get easier. You know, now my kids are 12. I'm able to sit down and watch a Chargers game with them. I'll be able to bring them to SoFi are they Stadium. Oh, I can't. Ex- this is such a difficult. This is such a difficult thing. I'm, I have a daughter who is a huge. She always dressed up as like a. She loved cowgirls and like remember Woody's in Toy Story's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. friend. I forget her name. Uh, but she wore the cowboy hat and all that stuff. Oh man, she's a fan, and this is not from me. But I think just because of the star and all that stuff, she is weirdly a Cowboys fan. Wow, wow. So I have not talked to her in six years. She's only 12. <laughs> and she's like, Daddy, won't you talk to me? And we go to therapy, and I'm like, I don't talk to you, honey. Yeah. You you know that. We know she's not getting the ticket um, me too. We know that. My wife uh, brought her to a number of Chargers games uh, when they played in a different city. Um, and uh, my wife got into the Chargers for a little bit. Um, we did go to one, this is a safe space, this podcast. We did go to one game, my wife and I, and it was a team against one of our rivals in our division. Um, the team, team's names rhymes with Raiders and, um, (laughs) an argument. I felt very safe at Jack Murphy, whatever they called it, Qualcomm, um, I felt very safe there. I again, I said Chargers fans are the best. We're the most laid back. We're the yacht rock of fans. Yeah, of right. fans. Yep. Um, but an altercation did break out near us uh, in the stands, and my wife uh, said, "I'm," I, and I, my wife said, that, "That's it for me." And I said, "Honey, this is not us. This was a different fan base that was here. This yeah. is not who the Chargers are. We are the yacht rock. We are the yacht. We would never do that. Chargers fans would never do that." Um, but you know what? Now that we're at SoFi, I'm definitely going to get my wife uh, back back to a Chargers 100%. Game. 100%. Right uh, my wife was really into um, Justin's hair. She digs dudes. My wife is a California girl from Northern California. The, the long hair, not the not the buzz cut. Not the buzz cut. That was a little that was a little jarring when that happened last season. <laughs> it just goes to show you as a Chargers fan, to me the most like two of the most jarring things to happen last season were <laughs> Eckler getting injured, which was uh, tr- troublesome and jarring. Your fantasy um, team. And, uh, and Justin cutting his hair. Yeah. That was just a shocker for all of us. Um, didn't affect his game. I was a little worried there was going to be a Samson effect, possibly. 
but um, that didn't happen. And uh, I'm willing to accept Justin however he wishes to wear his hair. I'm just happy he's here, and I'm really happy that he's ours. 100%. The hair's back. And good. It's it's looking good out here at Jack Hampton Sports Complex. I grew mine out a little bit in honor um, of of our quarterback, but um, I have a day job now, and they they like it to be a little tighter on the <laughs> yeah, sides and the back. A little bit, yeah. a little bit high tight, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry O'Connell, co-host of the talk, co-host of the talk, Chargers uh, fan in the CBS family. Uh, you can watch uh, Bolts on two. Um, Excited for this season. You're going to be doing I'll some be fun stuff with Bolts on too, right? Yeah, we're going to do some fun stuff. I'm going to goof around with uh, legend uh, Jim Hill, um, legendary sportscaster at, oh, yeah. uh, at uh, CBS. Um, so so we're going to have some fun. I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate you coming out, man. Appreciate you guys. Good luck with the babies, man. Yes, sir. That's, a, that's a lot of fun. Thanks, bud. As we roll on here at Chargers Training Camp, here with NFL insider Adam Kaplan, it's almost like a annual July-August tradition we see at Jack Hammett Sports Complex. Always a pleasure, man. How are you? I'm good. I, I, I'm good to see you. Really good to see you guys here. It's uh, it, it, Look, it's a relief. Not being here last year, I was telling uh, John Spanos, it broke, it broke my heart not to be able to travel. I mean, I did locally. I did the Ravens and Eagles, but it wasn't the same. I love traveling the country. Flying doesn't really bother me. Yeah, uh, I'm just glad to be out here. Believe me, I, it, it's certainly been challenging with the, the COVID protocols, and I, I certainly understand it. But I'm just so glad to uh, to be on the road and seeing seeing teams and, and the Chargers for sure. Before we get into the Chargers, what stops have you been at to this point? Yeah, so Washington last week in Richmond, Virginia. Well, that's important for week one for the Chargers. That's right. You guys have them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then at week uh, the second day uh, it was actually the Steelers. Then the Eagles, then the Browns earlier this week, and the you guys yesterday, uh, the Rams, and then uh, you guys, and then the Rams and Cowboys today. And look, it's just kind of the Western swing. The only thing I'm not doing right now, depending on whether what happens later this month, is I haven't done the the, the Niners or Raiders. I want to do those, see those teams. Yeah. But we'll just see on travel. But uh, I remember being here for the Saints and Chargers. That was a great uh, joint practice. I love those. Yeah, the Chargers getting some good work in with the 49ers on the 19th yep. and 20th right here in Costa Mesa. I, I asked Peter King this. I want to ask you the same thing. Your impressions of the Chargers coming into this camp and you know what you've seen here so far? It's funny. I, 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 uh, I'm in some of these preseason polls, and I had to sort of turn in my early idea. I, I picked the Chargers to be... It's so weird to say this. Ten and seven. It's weird. <laughs> I just can't get used to this. Get, I, know, I don't think it's going to I, get... I screw it. I, usually I say 16 games, but I've been more cognizant of it. I, I just, you know, coming in, I thought it was a good roster. Defensively, they're deeper than they were last year. Um, offensively, we, 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 you, know, you and I talked uh, before or during practice about the offensive line changes, and they were needed. There's no question the offensive line was a challenge last year. And I think, uh, you know, Tom Telesco and his staff have done a really nice job of identifying the issues. I remember John Lynch telling me he's got in his office and Kyle Shanahan and uh, John subscribe to this. You cannot fix every issue in one offseason. And it's true. He actually has it laminated and the Chargers had some challenges obviously with the roster they had to address and they've done that. They've, yeah. they've done a really good job and that's why they're going to be very competitive. And I love that as uh, John Spanos was telling me that um, you know the season ticket sales are terrific. I love it. Uh, they're in SoFi, it's great. I mean, this is this is what you want to have happen. You've got a new coaching staff. There's a new energy. It's all positive. It's 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 a good thing. 
starts with the quarterback. Yep. You know, uh, it, it, when you know you have your franchise quarterback, a lot of other things can fall into place. And you talk about the offensive line. Yes, four new starters, but you look at the quality of the starters, right? Rashawn Slater, 13 overall. Matt Filer, uh, a part of those offensive lines in Pittsburgh. I don't think Matt Filer's ever had a losing season. Um, Corey Lindsley, of course. Ode Abushi, who played well for the Lions last year. And then, and then Brian Bulaga. I, it, I think it's going to really help Justin, not only in the passing game, but really trying to open up holes for Eckler, Jackson, Kelly, whomever is back there in, in coordination with Austin. Look, they've upgraded significantly. I mean, obviously there are a lot of changes, and it, sometimes you need a little time to work together. But if you just look at it, um, and then you know you see Storm Norton, a guy that not a lot of people know about who was, was filling in today, at right tackle, a guy that uh, I remember one of those, uh, was it AEF or something? AAF or something like that. Yeah, he was uh, he was XFL, I think, or XFL. Yeah. I know finding guys like that who could who could fill in. I mean, this is a really good find for them. But Balag is a veteran. Uh, you look, you, you said Abushi, who's been around the league for a while with a couple teams here. But the big score is Lindsley, who I, I remember was going to report that he's going to sign with the Cardinals, uh, and then the Cardinals got beaten out by the Chargers uh, to to bring him in here. That that was a great that was a great signing for them. And Rashawn Slater, one of the highest graded offensive linemen in the NFL. I mean, for this NFL draft. Uh, could have played really four positions. Mm-hmm. So they're going to play him at left tackle. Uh, and he's a really smart kid and pretty good athlete. So you're right. They've they've pretty much addressed all that you can address. So, Rashawn Slater, you were at Washington camp last yes. week. Yes. How about this to prepare for Chase Young? You get Joey Bosa every day in practice. You get Nick Bosa coming in a couple of weeks. And then Chase Young week one and, and that'll be that that 2.0 matchup that we all saw uh at northwestern ohio state really the, the game that kind of put him on the map but I, i'm i really am fascinated to see how this offensive line is going to come together especially with such a test in week one you, you talk about probably the best defensive line of football it is and they're young and they're only going to get better you know obviously this year the more that they work together and it's going to be challenging look there's no question the offensive coaches joe lombardi namely who's the coordinator you, you know, you go in confident. You never go th- and think they, they won't work, but you have to, you know, you, you see what you see on tape. You know, as you said, you know, they're going to bring it, and it's going to be a challenge. I mean, it is a significant challenge week one against Washington. Washington's, uh, you know, I spent a, a day there watching them in, uh, in Richmond, Virginia. They've, they've, they're very, very gifted. Uh, obviously, the big question is who's at quarterback, whether Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick for 17 games could lead them to the playoffs. Defensively, it's always nice seeing number 33 flying around. You were here yesterday uh, watching him and Keenan Allen go one-on-one. It just makes you realize <laughs> Darwin could essentially play every single position on the defensive side of the ball. It's a pretty cool play you're talking about, right? Yeah. That, that was he, – he cut he, he cut the playoff. He, he saw it and he diagnosed it and it's – Boy, it's already a social media sensation. Uh, it was really cool. I said this on Twitter. It's it's rare that you you're there for a big play in practice that that gets put on social media. It's pretty cool to see that. Um, this is this is a very underrated defense. Uh, it, this they're very very gifted. Uh, Brandon Staley brings in his scheme here. No question about it. it's a little bit different than Gus Bradley's defense. Uh, but I, I look forward to seeing how not only how Duran James does and Chris Harris and uh, Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, doing this defense. And uh, look, all the new talent that they've added, there's no question it's going to be fun. AFC, uh, the landscape of the AFC. I'm not just talking about the West. Obviously, we know the Chiefs 
Broncos have a pretty loaded roster. Some questions there, quarterback we talked about. Uh, the Raiders, we'll see. They've made a lot of moves this offseason. We'll see how that kind of comes together. But outside of the West, you know, you talk about just making playoffs. You still got Buffalo. You got Cleveland. You got uh, Baltimore. You got Pittsburgh. You got Indy, Tennessee. I mean, there's a lot of teams, the Patriots. Um, how do you see the Chargers kind of stacking up in the conference, not just the West? It's, it's almost hard to believe I'm going to say this, but Cleveland, I think, is an upper echelon team. I spent two days with them. Their roster is so much better than it was at this time last they year. They figured it out. They yeah. got the formula now. Well, they, they do, and they're, what, what's big for Baker Mayfield for the first time in his career, he's going to be coaching with the same staff two years in a row. That's going to help him get continuity going. He had a, really a good year under Kevin Stefanski last year, the head coach who also calls the, who will call the plays. And uh, Kevin and uh, Baker Mayfield have developed a really good working relationship. It's a good. They're a good football team. They're another one, kind of like the Chargers, where you look at it and you go, "I don't see very many weaknesses." They're 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 well schooled. Their front office is really good. Uh, Andrew Barry's done a really good job of addressing some of the needs in the offseason. And I mean, it's it's just it's just weird going to the Browns where they're actually real expectations, not manufactured by the media. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, I was there with Freddie Kitchens, and I'm like, they're nowhere near the 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 hype this year. Look, I, and the fans are – I was talking to the media there. The, the, I guess the fans are going out of their mind because they have actual expectations. Yeah. It's kind of cool, Cleveland. It's, it's fun. When you, have a, when you have a fan base like that, it's, it's always fun when teams like that are in the mix. It is. It's great for the league, sure. But they, you said 10-7 and 7 for the Chargers. Is that enough, you think, sneak in as a wild card? As a wild card? It's a good question. So you did a good job of covering all those teams. Uh, they're they're like eight or nine legitimate playoff teams in the AFC. I mean, they, they, some, t- some years the AFC is not quite as good as the NFC. All those teams you mentioned are, are, are going to be good. And then, of course, every year, we're always asked, okay, who are your surprise teams? Well, I, I don't think you could call the Chargers a surprise team. Okay, they were they were not great last year, although Justin Herbert was terrific as a rookie, winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Would it be a surprise if I, if I picked them as a wildcard team? Remember, we have the two extra teams now, uh, six teams. Uh, so, actually, seventh team, right? Seventh team now, yeah. Seventh teams now, so... I don't think it would be a surprise to anyone. But, it, it, again, it's always wild. Nobody – like when the Rams made their Super Bowl run, nobody saw that coming. Uh, when the Eagles made the Super Bowl in 17, they, they had a losing record the year before. You just – you know, it's hard to pick these teams to break out. I just think the Chargers, because the roster's so good. I like this. You and I were talking before this. I like this young coaching staff, relatively young coaching staff with a lot of energy, a lot of guys coming from college. I think they'll all grow together. I talked about this with Peter, too. Adversity is going to strike all 32 NFL teams at some point. It could happen in the preseason. It could happen during the course of the season. It's how you respond to that adversity and guys that can step up. We talked about a lot of young players on this team, nine draft picks, some impressive players who at some point, in in talking to Tom uh, Telesco about this, it's hard to rely on a rookie. Um, throughout the course of now a 17-game season. But if you can get them to pop at some point, right? You're relying on Rashawn Slater to likely start, Asante Samuel start. But if you can get some production out of, let's say, Larry Roundtree, the running back at some point, maybe he has a big game. Or um, Nick Neiman, the linebacker. Uh, Josh Palmer, maybe he pops uh, behind Keenan and Mike. It's all about trying to get those contributions at some point during the season. Yeah, and that tests your depth because what happens is, uh, you, you set it up well. You, you can't rely on rookies, but at some point, they're going to have to play. Josh Palmer's getting a lot of reps. Uh, you know, when they go three wide, when they go left personnel, he seems to be in there. 
Uh, Roundtree obviously has got to work his way up. Yeah, it's more or less fourth on the depth chart right now, but he's a guy who was drafted. Uh, the, the depth in this team is is, is also much better. I, again, I wasn't here last summer, so I'm looking at it what it was then two years ago, uh, and what it is now. They've done a good job. I mean, there's there's uh, there's a lot to work. These coaches have a lot to work with. That's the good thing. Coaches will tell you how good is my depth. What happens if this guy gets hurt? Can he play? Can can we use this guy? And it's 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 good to have also guys like Joe Lombardi who've been around the blocks, who, yeah, who've been by. with New Orleans, yeah. um, who 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 know what it's like to deal with some challenges here. I'm, I can't wait to see his offense. You, I was able to over the last two days that I've been here, I was able to see the the impression from uh, working with Sean Payton. A lot of multiple sets are going to be a lot of eleven, a lot of twelve personnel. You could see that, which it should be, because you work with the, the talents that you're given. Adam Kaplan, uh, always love when you are here in Costa Mesa. Tell me what you're working on this year, where people can find you. And uh, Chargers play the Eagles this year. Where's so that game? I think Is it's it here? in Philly week Is nine. It? Oh, I want to okay. say it's week nine. Okay, top of my head. Maybe we'll grab dinner if you come in. Here. Yeah, let's if you come do in. That. If you come in Friday, but, but tell everyone yeah. what you got going on. You got some exciting stuff. Yeah, so, so follow me on Twitter at Kaplan NFL C A P L E N NFL. Um, I have a media company with my my uh, business partner um, Jeff Mosher. We have a a podcast called Inside the Birds. It's mostly on the Eagles, but we'll, we do we cover other teams. I probably will next week do a show where I go over my whole training camp tour, do like two or three minutes on, on every team. Um, by then, I'll probably see 10 teams. So uh, we do that, and we bring in other podcasters. We're bringing ex-players. We brought in Quint Michael, Jason Avant. They have a show called Q&A, which is enormously popular. Uh, all of a sudden, the fa- fans absolutely love them. Fans love ex-player shows they connect with them yeah uh they're they're awesome they do a phenomenal job and we'll probably bring in other former nfl players uh to do shows and uh, we'll expand that maybe to other markets and i'll be hosting on nfl radio hopefully when i get back i just couldn't take my shifts because i'm out here uh, i'm on the fantasy sports radio um, which is channel 87 on sirius uh, tuesdays and fridays and doing a lot of other things a lot of places. A lot of places to get Adam Kaplan. I, I've held you. You're going to Oxnard right now. To I am. Yeah. So I'm I, actually be meeting with a friend from the Rams who texts me. He says, "You want to get lunch?" I'm like, "Uh oh, I better get out of here." All right. Yeah. So leave yourself two hours. Yes. To get up there. Thank you. Yes. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Adam, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Now joined by senior NFL writer Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. Jeremy on his training camp tour, Costa Mesa. Kurt, stop. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's hard to beat this. Is it, you can't this, beat it, right? setup's pretty incredible, and weather's perfect, and got uh, about four or five teams I can hit up out here on the West Coast, so hard to complain, it's, man. It's Especially in Southern California, right? You got the Cowboys, you got the Rams, you got the Chargers. Yeah, uh, it's all like a two-hour spot. It's all in a two-hour time. You know, so you can hit them all, yeah. So I, I did a little Vegas, too, so uh, trying to mix it up, but it's yeah, it's going to be fun. It's got to be good for you. Like you, you gain a perception of a team from afar throughout the off season. It's got to be good to to come see it in person and kind of get some insight, uh, as opposed to what you you hear and you read about throughout the course of an off season. Right. For sure. I mean, you get little ex- examples of what's going to make a team go. Uh, it, even though it's early, you know, there's there's not a lot of hitting going on, but um, you can see like you know with Justin Herbert firsthand. You can see the arm strength, but you can see, you know, I noticed even the accuracy yeah. um, was was even, you knew it was good, but it's probably even better than I thought today. I don't know that he missed one throw um, that was like a clear overthrow or anything like that. Everything was on the money. Um, you know, you get to see some of the speed up close, uh, you know, just positions that uh, that are either strengthened or maybe need some work. So you just, you get little examples of, of what's going to, it informs you. So when you watch the games and you report on the teams, you kind of know what to look for. Everyone will point to last year with Justin and the year he had, but it's just everything's different. 
this year. Um, we're going to have crowds. Uh, it's a new coaching staff. It's a yeah. new offense for Justin. Um, your observations of just what the Chargers are doing in that they're you bring in a first-time head coach, Brandon Staley, who has been just awesome to, to listen to during this offseason and just to hear kind yeah. of his philosophy and how he wants to do things. Um, a, a brand-new coaching staff, a lot of young guys, a mix of college and, and, uh, and pros. Um, and then, you know, a, a guy in Justin Herbert in his second year who I think many expect to kind of take that next step. Sure. I mean, he's right there on the cusp. And, uh, you know, new offense, but he had a whole offseason to learn it. You know, I think it, it will be a smoother process than having to be thrown into the games as a rookie. And, you know, that was probably a, a challenge. And um, he answered it in a big way. And, you know, I think now with an improved offensive line, that's what I look at. You know, he'll probably be able to make more throws from the pocket, won't be on the run as much. I mean, he's an athletic guy, so they probably want to use him on the move throwing, um, but maybe he won't have to always do that out of necessity. Yeah. Uh, so the line should be better based on the moves they made. Um, you know, Rayshon Slater gets thrown right in there on the left side, and so that, you know, even though he's he's a high pedigree guy, that will take a little bit of time, but he, he looks like he's ready for that challenge. So um, there's probably more balance, I would say, on the offense this year. And, and I'm looking at that offensive line. Yes, protect Justin is going to be paramount, but getting him a running game. You know, Austin yeah. only played Austin Eckler only played ten games last year. Um, if they can open up some holes for him, and whether it's Josh Kelly or Justin Jackson or Larry Roundtree, then you control the clock a little bit more, and, and Justin isn't having to do as much as maybe he did last year. Sure, and I think there'll probably be some elements of. Um, you know, some misdirection with the running game and get creative. I mean, you know, Lombardi from the Saints system, uh, they're among the most creative in the league, what they do yeah. and how they get guys free. And that includes the running game and Alvin Kamara. So you could see glimpses of that. And I mean, this is uh, a team with a lot of depth at that position. You know, Roundtree, the guy they drafted, I know they really like, and he's probably, what, fourth on the depth chart? I know. Um, so, yeah, they, they have backs. That's not the issue. Um, the issue is just being able to consistently move the ball. And, and yeah, I think they'll probably be a bigger part of it. And, and that's what's fascinating is we, we know all the, the household names and the first team guys, but uh, this is where your roster gets built. And you kind of see the depth that you have and what guys may be able to step up come week one. Uh, defensively, uh, you know, we know all about what Brandon Saley did last year with the Rams. Um, it, it helps to have number 33 back there in Darwin James. Yeah. And it's, I said it's no coincidence, his rookie year in this league, they go 12 and four. He was a first team All Pro. Yeah. Um, he, he's just a game changer. And now, w- when you pair him with Joey Bosa, and if they can stay healthy, uh, your prospects for this defense, knowing that you have playmakers really at every level. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, with with Derwin, I, I did a, a summer project on the top 10 players at each position, um, and it's through the eyes of the NFL, right? So you, I'm polling scouts and coaches and execs, and. Uh, you know, Derwin James was still on the top 10 list, even though I, I would think any other guy uh, at the safety position, if they missed as much time as he did, probably wouldn't have made the list. But, um, you know, he, he's such a talent that they can't leave him off. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, I think that just the possibilities are endless with a guy like that. You know, he can, you know, whether he can rush the pass or play corner, he can guard, you know, top 10 receivers on the edge as a corner and play post safety. Um, play eight different positions. So, uh, yeah, that, that's certainly invaluable. Um, he, he erases a lot of problems. He does. And uh, it looks like the, you know, the injuries that he's had are sort of ones that he doesn't really have to manage because, uh, you know, they're not lingering. So he's moved on from those, and uh, that's a good sign for the Chargers. No question. And then, you know, guys we, we don't talk about as much. I remember, like, Drew Tranquil, for instance, linebacker, he, he had a great rookie year, 
great on special teams, gets hurt the fifth defensive snap of last year. Yeah. So you bring a guy like that back to pair with Kenneth Murray in his second season. I think Brandon Staley, he has the pieces. And, you know, everybody, when you talk about the Chargers, you think of Justin Herbert. But if this defense can slow some of these high-powered offenses in the AFC, you put yourself at least in the conversation for yeah. a wild-card spot or, heck, maybe even challenging the Chiefs. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think it's uh, there's a lot of talent on the defense. They have, you know, a few positions that you just maybe need to see the the depth develop. Like, you know, who's going to be, um, you know, what's going to be the cornerback rotation? Is like an Asante Samuel going to come on and, yeah. and and take a prominent role? Um, you know, linebacker. I think they're pretty good. You know, depth wise. Um, you know, the interior defensive line. Is there enough there? You know, we'll see. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, the the talent's not the issue. There's enough to work with. Uh, certainly, you know, Brand Staley, everybody's been uh, defense wise, they've been successful, you yeah. know, so that, that, that'll be his calling card, and, and that's a good sign. Jeremy, I know you're a busy man. I'll get you out of here on this. Uh, you have such a grasp on the NFL, the AFC in particular, and just the landscape of the conference. How do you see the Chargers in, in 2021? fitting into this puzzle is it a is yeah. it a team that can challenge the chiefs is it a team that you think is capable of making that wild card run in the afc certainly capable um you know it's funny when when you come to these teams you deal with you know perceptions that you kind of have to uh put to bed you know because like people think of chargers as injury prone they think of them as like you know kind of a, a wild card a bit you never know what you're going to get year to year um, but if you if you take the, this team at face value, uh, certainly it's a team rising. Uh, it's a team that um, you know you you wouldn't I wouldn't put it on the level of the Chiefs and a couple of those teams just yet because um, you, you kind of have to earn that. But you see uh, it. C- certainly, if you're talking about playoff contenders, I would put them uh, in that mix. You know, there's no I don't think there's any question about that. Jeremy, it's always a pleasure uh, to chat with you. Uh, love having you out of training camp, man. Uh, where can yeah. people find you? What are you going to be doing at ESPN this upcoming season? So I'll just be, just be covering the league, um, you know, just kind of writing writing any good story that comes to mind, or uh, just re- you know reporting on everything from you know teams to injuries to uh, contracts and all that fun stuff, you know, just what, whatever makes the league tick. So um, yeah, it'll be good. Jay Fowler ESPN uh, is my uh, Twitter handle, so yeah, you can find me there. But yeah, appreciate you having me. This is fun. Awesome, man. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. A big show today. My thanks to Jeremy Fowler, Adam Kaplan. Jerry O'Connell and Ian Rappaport for joining me. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on video, chargers.com and the Chargers official YouTube channel. Every Thursday, be sure to check us out. Chargers Rams this Saturday at SoFi Stadium. Have a great weekend and until next time, I'm Chris Hayreed.